Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello! This is episode 28 of the Travel Tidbits podcast, and today, Samantha Harris, Jamie Weidel, and myself, Sharon Sproul, will be discussing our most recent agent training trip to California, where we experienced Disneyland Resort, Universal Studios Hollywood, an LA tour, and the WB Studios tour. Friday, the three of us, with three other Pineapple Escapes agents, flew home from sunny California, and I don't know about you ladies, but I felt the time change this morning. While we were in California last week, we experienced a lot in just a few days, but even though there were some tiring days, I'm so glad that we fit it all in because I came home feeling more educated to be able to help my clients explore these areas of California. So how about we just go ahead and hop right into discussing the different aspects of our trip. We flew into Orange County, the John Wayne Airport, uh, last Sunday, right? I'm not confused, I think, but last Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long week, guys. And uh, we either took an Uber or private transportation to our Disneyland Resort. While we were at Disneyland Resort, we stayed at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. So how about we start the conversation there? Samantha, can you give our listeners a description of our hotel and what you thought about it? So first of all, I want to validate that although sometimes I do think you are a little crazy, you're not crazy about this time change because I have been exhausted all weekend. It's two hours time difference for me. So I know for Sharon, it's three hours and I'm like, I don't even know what time it is. Is it time for bed? It's like 6 p.m., which means it's in LA. So why am I tired? I don't know. But as far as the hotel, I thought it was great. It was definitely a different experience than staying at Walt Disney World in Orlando. The hotel has a private entrance to one of the parks. And then the other entrance, you can walk straight out into downtown Disney. And then you are right at the entrance of both parks. So it's definitely a much much more manageable if you have little kids or if you're taking grandkids or you just don't want all of the big chaos that can be Walt Disney World, even though it's great. Sometimes it's chaotic and stressful. And that's a lot more manageable at at Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. So our hotel had the private entrance, which was my favorite part of it. The hotel was gorgeous. It was, let's see trying to think we had it was rather large we had quite a little bit of a trek to our room but as a plug for all of the other crazy pelotoners out there they do have pelotons in the fitness room at the hotel so that was definitely a plus we didn't take advantage of that because you just walk so much and we try to fit in so much and I'm not I mean, we really walked, what, maybe between about average of seven miles. So it was not quite the same as you do a full day at Walt Disney World. But again, maybe it was a two-hour time change. I definitely was not going to the fitness center when we returned back from the parks. 
overall, I enjoyed the hotel. I liked that you had the private entrance. It was right there. You didn't have to drive anywhere. We didn't have to take a shuttle bus. It was just super easy. And I enjoyed that part. Yes, I agree. I really like that. I mean, to get into Disney California Adventure, it was right there. And I felt like we were stepping right into the park. Not in the middle of the action, but it was almost there. We didn't really have to walk far to get to the attractions. And then, I mean, it was nice just to be able to step into downtown Disney. So how about you, Jamie? Any special insights to the hotel? Anything you loved in particular? Well, I mean, everybody knows that I'm a Chip and Dale fan with my dog, Chip. And the rooms at the Grand Californian are Chip and Dale theme with like a California theme on top of it. So like oranges and Chippendale, it was awesome. In our bathroom, there was the cute little Chippendale decor. And then on the wall, they had like a mural with a orange tree and Chippendale were in it. We found Chippendale in the carpet. So I loved all of the little Disney details that made it special. I also really love like the lodge theme. It kind of has a upscale wilderness lodge theme if you're comparing it to Walt Disney World. So it still has like those really clean lines, the mission style, um, the more rustic feel. It's really beautiful. And the lobby is stunning with the big fireplace. It's just a really gorgeous hotel. And the proximity just adds to all of the positives, I think. Loved the rockers in the lobby near the fireplace. And then they had the TV over there with a kid's movie playing with the little miniature chairs in front of it for the kids just to hang out. It was really um, cozy feeling, I felt like. Yes, it was. I really felt like I could have just sat there for a while and just kept rocking. Also, the front entrance has this beautiful stained glass. When I first arrived, there was just a lot of people coming in and out. So the doors were constantly open and wouldn't shut. So I was like a little upset when I first got there that I couldn't see them. But it really worked out beautifully because as I was leaving or as we were leaving, the door shut and seeing it from the inside out was absolutely gorgeous because the sun was coming through it. So you could really see those gorgeous colors. And then I noticed it again from the outside and it wasn't like there was no sun to capture those colors. So I was then thankful that I didn't see it on the first day because then I may not would have paid attention as we were leaving to try to capture it. And it definitely it was very pretty. I was able to get a picture of that. So I was happy. But I did just love the resort, the feel about it. And I was telling Robert, like, I can't wait for us to stay there. Like it just the proximity, the theming, everything was on cue. I really love the pool area, too. I did just want to highlight that. So I sort of walked through and instead of just one big pool, they had it was either like three or four smaller pools all in that area. And so they were different depths. So depending on your swim level and the age of your kids, I know as a mom, like when we go to swimming pools, I feel like I'm constantly doing the head count to make sure like, okay, you know, everybody we're with is accounted for and all that. And I really like the smaller aspects, the smaller pools within this one area that Maybe it was a little more relaxing, you know, as a parent, if your kids were in the pool. So while we were there, there we spent... Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
That's okay. I was just going to point out that there was also a dessert cart in the lobby. So, I mean, yes, there's that. I, <laughs> I don't think we took advantage of that, did we? I think we were trying to get to the Halloween party that we, we just did not of... take advantage of it. Yeah. But I, I eyed some things and I window shopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to window shop. <laughs> That's probably what made us hungry when we went into <laughs> into the park. So, but as I was saying, while we were there, we spent three days between Disneyland Resorts, two theme parks, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. And for the sake of time, because I feel like we probably could have a whole episode just on Disneyland Resort, I think it's going to be best to just sort of give an overview of each theme park and our time overall in the parks versus going through by day going through day by day because the parks are so close. We did find ourselves hopping for me a lot more than what I really thought we were going to do. I thought we would probably just stay in one park and be there and not hop, but that wasn't the case. All three days we did end up making some kind of hop during the day. So Jamie, do you want to give a description of Disneyland, not Disneyland resort as a whole, but the theme park Disneyland? What are some of the highlights of our time? I would compare the Disneyland park to the Magic Kingdom. It has that same feel with, you know, Main Street USA, the castle, although a much smaller castle than Cinderella's castle at Walt Disney World. Sleeping Beauty's castle is quite a bit smaller, but I think it's still iconic because it's the original. But then there are also other little pieces that are different from what you experience at the Magic Kingdom. And there are some add-ons that are a little different too. So like Galaxy's Edge, which is at Hollywood Studios in Florida, is a part of Disneyland Park. So that is one big thing that is a big difference from Walt Disney World. Some highlights, obviously, our team really loves the beignets and the mint juleps. That's a big thing for us is finding the different snacks. So in the French Quarter area there, we also ate dinner at Blue Bayou. So there's some differences there that I think are worth noting. And then there's also a lot of different snacks. I think Disneyland is more known for their churros than Walt Disney World, though you can still find those at Walt Disney World. There's also a big corn dog cart, corn dog wagon that is well known at Disneyland. And of course, um, Jolly Holly, Jolly Holiday Bakery is a good one there as well for sweet treats that are a lot of fun. But overall, I mean, the park has a similar feel to the Magic Kingdom, but things are very different. Like, I feel like they're kind of more landlocked, so things are closer together. There's not quite as much walking, and you're going to definitely see differences in some of the attractions as well. Pirates is one where it's definitely a different feel throughout the attraction. And also Space Mountain is a little bit different too. So it's kind of neat to compare and contrast the similarities and differences with Walt Disney World. And we enjoyed talking about that while we were there. Yes, I definitely enjoyed the differences. I mean, if you've been listening for a while, you know, It's a Small World is my favorite at Walt Disney World. Of course, that follows suit into Disneyland. Just, I love It's a Small World. I decided that I like It's a Small World better at Walt Disney World, but I would like some of the aspects that Disneyland has to be transferred over to Florida as well. I think it makes it just a little bit magical, but Florida definitely wins out. And then Haunted Mansion this time around. 
with the holiday theming that it has was just absolutely fabulous. My guys were jealous when I was showing them the videos and they were like, that's it. We have to go again and we have to go at Halloween because <laughs> we have to do this. So how about you, Samantha? Anything that stood out at Disneyland? I agree. Listen, the Haunted Mansion, I loved that. Christmas is just, you know, my favorite season. So incorporating that with the Nightmare Before Christmas theme, making it a Halloween theme in Haunted Mansion with that overlay. I mean, what's better than going through Haunted Mansion and they're like singing Christmas carols in there. I loved it. Um, Personally, Haunted Mansion is, I mean, it's fun, but it's not I won't say if it's ever my favorite ride, but the Haunted Mansion, I felt like in, in Disneyland was a completely different, it was more of an elevated experience. And I would never, you know, at Disney World go, oh, let's go ride Haunted Mansion again. Once you've done it, you've done it. But I wanted to ride it like every day we were there at Disneyland. Yes, I agree. I did too. It really was. I don't know if it was my favorite of the two theme parks, but it was definitely high up there. So I guess that takes us over to the other theme park. Samantha, if I'm, I may be wrong, but I think of the two <laughs> theme parks, your favorite was Disney California Adventure. So you want to tell our listeners about that and why it was your favorite? Yeah, that one was definitely my favorite of the two. So it has more if um, Disneyland, if it's going to have like a Magic Kingdom feel to it, then California Adventure, in my opinion, had more of a Hollywood Studios feel. I enjoyed it, but the difference is, is I felt like instead of just saying, oh, Haunted Mansion was different at this park than the other park, it actually had rides that that Walt Disney World doesn't have. And I, I know they both already know exactly where I'm going with this, but the Radiator Springs Racers was so much fun. And I really wish they would bring this ride to Walt Disney World because I loved it. And I know my boys would love it. And it was better than I was expecting it to be. So you are just kind of cruising through Radiator Springs in your car, and then you're getting prepped for a race, and you get new tires, and you're getting ready to go. And then before the ride ends, you actually line up with another car and then starts the race. And you're really going fast on this racetrack, like test track, but you're Lightning McQueen. And it just doesn't get any cooler than that, I guess, if you're a boy mom, because my boys have always loved cars. And so that was really fun for me. We did it the first time at night. And I think being at night with the lights out there, like you're driving through out West, it kind of, I think that felt like the, I don't know if you want to call it the decor. It was outside. The setting really felt like driving through kind of Arizona to me. I don't know if that's accurate, but being at night was really neat. So that was my favorite ride. They have you know, kind of the the drop ride like the Tower of Terror. But if anybody tries to tell you it's the same ride as Tower of Terror, it is not the same ride as Tower of Terror. <laughs> if Tower of Terror maxes out your tolerance level with dropping, do not get on Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout because it has more ups and downs than Tower of Terror. So <laughs> anybody tries to tell you otherwise, they're lying to you. <laughs> You did better the second time around. So I guess to give our listeners, during the Oogie Boogie Halloween party, the theming is a little different and they definitely extend the ride time. 
poor Samantha, she had reached her her limits <laughs> of ups and downs in the middle. Thankfully, she didn't get sick, though. But the second time around, it wasn't as bad. And I actually like the theming, just the regular theming of it better than the Halloween version of it. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I did not enjoy it as much as they did. Let's just... <laughs> After... We was about probably three-fourths of the way through when I had to yell out a warning that I did not know how many more I had in me. So <laughs> I made it. All was good. But after we wrote it the second time, that next day, I did not participate in the credit coaster because my stomach had had enough. Yeah, you you had sort of hit your limit, I think, with thrill <laughs> rides. So, but... yeah. Being a boy mom, another part of Disney California Adventure that... You love, and I say a boy mom, listen, I know girls love this too, you know, but is Adventures Campus. It is absolutely fabulous. Web Slingers is, in my opinion, the best ride of the two parks. I rode it twice. It was fabulous both times. I could have rode it 500 more times. It was just, I felt like the technology of this ride, like whoever created it really thought through the process and my husband nerded out when I got home. So when I was telling him about it, I guess he had already done some research and was telling me, so y'all remember the whiteboards in the ride, like in the pre-show, I guess they had like got a quantum physicist to actually come in and write these whiteboards. Like it's actual theory of, I think the multiverse or something like that. He was, my husband was nerding out and was telling me all this stuff. So I had to show him pictures of the whiteboard. And he was like looking at them. He's like, I got to go again because there's another one. You didn't get a picture of all of them. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> you know. So Web Slingers was awesome, of course, Guardians. And then to see the show. So we call it the one partial show with Natalie Romanoff fighting the bad guys. But they also have a Doctor Strange show at times, Spider-Man. And I believe Black Panther has a show too, maybe, at times as well. So we didn't catch all those. It was definitely enough that I want to go again. And my guys are planning on just sort of staying in Avengers Campus all day, probably, until they've seen every part of it. So, of course, then we had the Oogie Boogie Bash in Disney California Adventure. Jamie, how about you give us... A brief overview. I don't want to go into too much detail because I know next week's episode is really, I think you'll be covering a lot in that. We don't want to give our listeners too much at one time. Yeah. So we went on Sunday night to Oogie Boogie Bash. And I understand why this is so popular at Disneyland because it's just a totally different experience than the the Halloween party at Walt Disney World. So I had actually been at Walt Disney World two weeks ago. So I have both experiences basically back to back. And I feel like Disney California Adventure really kind of elevates it a little bit. The treat trails with the characters, Villains Grove with the different projections. I just really felt like it was a more elevated experience than Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and, and totally different. Like there's not the fireworks, but there is a parade. So it's just a very different experience, but really great. We enjoyed meeting the characters. The different street trails were fun. We met Ernesto, Cruella, Madame Mim. We met several different characters. 
and the Sanderson sisters dressed up. That was really cute too. So it was just a fun, fun evening and a really neat way to experience the park. Plus they have the special overlay for guardians. So it is Halloween themed. So that was really neat too, but just a really good experience. And I definitely would encourage you to listen to our episode about the Halloween experience because it really was neat. And I also want to go back during the Halloween season. Yes. I mean, like you, I had just attended the Halloween party and I was telling Robert that I like the parade personally better at Walt Disney World. But other than that, Disneyland really knocked the Halloween party out of the park without, you know, going into so many details. I'll leave that for you all. It was really fun. It was a great experience and has my mind already working for a return visit and maybe some costuming and things like that. That's that's fun. So I guess we'll keep going. After our time at Disneyland Resort, we did transfer over to North Hollywood and stayed at the Garland for the remainder of our trip. So let's just talk, I guess, briefly about the Garland. I mean, I feel like we do need to cover it. We we stayed here for a purpose, and I'm glad we did. So, Jamie, you want to give your thoughts on the Garland? I think you were one of the ones who originally said, hey, I want to stay here. So what were your thoughts now? <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, it it was my pick for where we were going to stay for this part of the trip. It's a very iconic old Hollywood hotel. So it has that whole like retro feel to it, which was really neat. You can tell that it was obviously a motel originally, but they definitely elevated it. It doesn't feel motel-like. Like they've done a nice job of making it nicer, making it elevated, having you know, food and drink options that are more elevated, but still keeping that same iconic retro vibe throughout, which I thought was really nice. It's a great location. Um, it has the shuttle to and from Universal, which was really nice. And it was within walking distance to one of our little adventures, which I think you're going to talk about here in a minute. But it was just a really good location. We loved the front yard. We loved the food. I Everything I ate there was delicious and it had a great vibe. I would definitely go back and stay there again. It was very convenient for Universal and the LA and WB tour that we did as well. Yes. And I describing it as old Hollywood, I really believe that's the only way when I saw the swimming pool in that area, what came to mind was old Hollywood movies. You know, when you saw a hotel in these old Hollywood movies, I felt like that's what it looked like, you know, sort of that square, slightly rectangle, just the loungers, you know, with the women in the sunglasses and things like that. I, you just pictured that. I do want to note that the front yard is unlike a lot of hotel restaurants. If you're wanting to eat lunch and dinner there, I highly recommend reservations because especially when we were there at lunch if we hadn't had a reservation I'm not sure we would have been able to get in a lot of people who don't even stay at this hotel come and eat lunch and dinner at this restaurant it's a very popular in the area so usually people think oh yeah I'll be able to get in not a problem not necessarily at this one it is different than I had ever experienced at a hotel as far as their dining options were. So we did have a little walking adventure. Samantha, do you want to 
tell our listeners about where we uh, ventured off to almost in the evening? Or I guess it was well, evening. I will, <laughs> yeah, I will spare them from all of the singing that we did, but <laughs> we found the Brady Bunch house. And like a, you know, giggly bunch of preteens at a Taylor Swift concert, we were, you know, living it up in front of the Brady Bunch house. And but it was fun. There was some security out there and he was nice enough to like, let us go take pictures. He said we could go up to the front door, even though the sign says no trespassing. So I don't recommend trespassing unless somebody gives you permission, but it was fun. It was a neat we little adventure. not threatening. That was what it was. Right. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we looked harmless. Yeah. <laughs> well, looks could be deceiving. Well, that is true. Yeah. That was one. And I'm um, glad it was a like, short I walk. Went. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? It took us like 10 minutes to get there and 10 minutes back. And that area they said was safe. It's just sort of residential. People are out walking at night or running, you know, after work that you just walk there and walk back. And it was a nice little, nice little trek. We did check with the hotel, just a note. We checked and made sure that it was. Um, the area we would be walking through was safe to do so. So I do recommend anytime you're somewhere that uh, you're not familiar with, don't just, you know, look something up on your phone and take off without making sure that it is, you know, okay to do so. And they told us, you know, don't go to this area once it gets dark, but to go to from here, from the hotel to the Brady Bunch house was was fine to do so. So make sure you do check with somebody before we didn't just aimlessly start wandering around, you know, LA without any, <laughs> without any, I don't know, safety measures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We were safe. We all have husbands at home who, and children that we wanted to make sure we came home to. So, yeah. And so the Garland was close to Universal um, Studios Hollywood. For anyone who's been to Universal Orlando Resort, the first thing you need to know about Universal Studios Hollywood is that it is different. There are aspects of the two that are similar, like Hogsmeade. But Universal Studios Hollywood was a very different experience and quite surprising to me, even after listening to Jamie and her son's Bo's podcast episode of their trip. Of course, we will link into the show notes their episode if you want to go back and listen to their experience there. But even after listening to that, it's definitely something you have to see and experience, I think, for yourself. Jamie did her best to try to explain to us what we were getting ready to, you know, how everything worked. But now that I've been there, I have a better grasp of it. So, Samantha, this was your first time also at Universal Studios Hollywood. What was some of the aspects that stood out to you? I was surprised. I love Universal Studios Orlando, and I was really pumped up to go to the Hollywood location because there are some some differences. But I think if you go into this, if you've been to Orlando and you go into it wanting the exact same experience, you're going to be disappointed. If you go into this recognizing that the Universal Studios in Hollywood is a production studio that has some rides. So the production lot was there first. The rides are kind of an, an afterthought you know, it's it's just kind of your dessert while you're there, but you don't go there for the rides. You don't go for the thrill rides. So 
once you kind of, if you can get that difference kind of mapped out in your head where you're not expecting Universal Studios Orlando, you'll have a good time. I love the backlot tour. And so for me, there's kind of three different rides that you get that's incorporated in that backlot tour. So you're, you know, not to go into too much detail, but while you're on this tour and then you pull into this building and then you get the King Kong ride that you have to stand in line for 40 minutes for in Orlando. It's a little bit different, but it's the same type of experience. So you do get three different rides that are incorporated in that, that you're not necessarily standing in line for. So I did like that, how that was incorporated kind of in that tour. Got to see some different filming locations, which was neat. They had differences. The Secret Lights of Pets. Secret, I can't talk today. (laughs) Secret Life of Pets is it um, Hollywood, but not in Orlando. And that was a super cute ride. It was. I think Sharon really, really, really enjoyed that ride. I did. I really enjoyed it. Like these pets, they're getting, you know, they're trying to get adopted. And I don't know. It hit. It was good. I enjoyed it. I could (laughs) have done it again, but we definitely wanted to do the things that we hadn't done yet. So when I eventually venture back there it will be on the top of the list and jurassic world is totally different from jurassic park i loved it from the jurassic park area yeah yeah definitely if you don't do the vip experience take a poncho if you don't want to get wet because you will get wet on this ride if you do not have a poncho like my poncho was pretty wet when i was taking it off i had to take it off very gently but it was It was interesting. I thought it was going to be a little more scarier than what it was. I'm glad it wasn't so younger kids can enjoy it. But it was an interesting. It was interesting. And I hope maybe it will eventually make it to Florida. I think it would be a huge success. Huge success there. So, Well, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but you get wet when you think you're not going to get wet. So like I tell Ashley, oh, you don't need your poncho (laughs) just yet. And then, oh, we get wet. So (laughs) no spoilers. I won't tell you how you get wet, but just put your poncho on when you get on the ride and leave it. Yes. Put it on. Put your (laughs) little hood on and leave it on through the entire ride. (laughs) Or don't. But we warned you. That's right. Exactly. So, Jamie, you have done the VIP experience before. How did this tour differ from your previous tours? Because they told us, like, sometimes it does differ. Yeah. So, it was funny. We ended up having the same tour guide that Bo and I had in July of 2021. So, that that was kind of entertaining for me. I think the biggest change was the Backlot Tour. So... Depending on where they're filming and what's going on, the backlot tour is a lot different. So, and plus they had Halloween Horror Nights going on during this time. So there were certain parts that Bo and I were able to get out and walk around in and take pictures at that we weren't able to do on this tour because of Halloween Horror Nights. Like the War of the Worlds set with the plane, we weren't able to get out there. But there were also new sets that I hadn't seen previously. The Nope set was one that I had not seen previously because it's new to the Backlot Tour. Overall, I feel like the VIP experience I had with Bo was better, mostly because the parks were more crowded when he and I were there. We were there in the part of the summer, so it was busier. And I just felt like it was more worth our while during a the busy season. We were there on more of a calmer day. The park wasn't packed. 
And I feel like our VIP experience is a little bit better, not during the Halloween Horror Night season. So that's something to keep in mind. So I would encourage you to do the VIP if you're going during a busy season, spring break, Christmas, summer, and also not during a seasonal event like Halloween Horror Nights that closes off some of those areas. Also, there's always going to be filming during that studio tour. So it's going to be different every time you go. So my experience there was definitely different from my previous one. Not in a bad way, just different. So that's something to think about. I was surprised with the wait time. So the Forbidden Journey ride had a 15-minute wait time. And I'm like, is there supposed to be a missing one in front of that? Because (laughs) in Orlando, you don't get on that with less than, I mean, if it's 60 minutes, it's a good day. 115 Mm. minutes is not unusual. So I was really surprised. We did go during a time where the park obviously wasn't that busy. So we were able to fit in a lot more than I think you typically would have been able to in one day. So that was good for us. But definitely keep that in mind when you're planning your day. Yes, absolutely. The one part of Universal Studios Hollywood that we were all excited about seeing was the construction of the new Super Nintendo World that is opening in the spring of 2023. From the distance, we could see Bowser's Castle, which from my understanding is going to be an AR-assisted dark ride called Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. Uh, Rayleigh was so excited with the Mario shirt that I brought home for him. And when we first arrived to the park and saw all the merchandise, Samantha and I started debating on who was going to spend more money on Nintendo merchandise. So I'm thinking it was a good thing I accidentally left my wallet at the hotel because if not, there's no telling how much merchandise would have come home. But showing the boys just the pictures and the videos that we took of the construction, they all got excited. And even Robert, you know, turned into a big kid. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait till it's in Florida because it's going to be bigger than Hollywood. And I'm like, how do you know that? He's like, how do I not know that? (laughs) So well, just as a plug, the Universal is going to be Epic Universe in Orlando is going to be the largest Super Nintendo World site of all of their sites. So right now, there's one open, and the second one to be open is at in Hollywood, and it will have one less ride due to a spacing issue where they had to relocate the area they were going to put the Super Nintendo World. And I'm super excited about that to see it open because it just makes me more excited and anxious for them to open the one in Florida. So I will definitely be at the one in Florida if I'm not in Hollywood before Florida opens. Yes. When I came home yesterday, my phone, like all the news articles that pop up, like my phone was listening to us because all these um, Epic Universe articles were popping up with updates on construction there and everything like that. So, of course... As I was just resting, I was scrolling through a lot of those to sort of catch myself up on the latest updates while we were going. So we will go ahead and continue to our Hollywood tour. The last part of the trip that we're going to talk briefly about today is this part during this tour. We saw and took pictures in front of the Hollywood sign, drove down Sunset Boulevard, drove through Beverly Hills, including Rodeo Drive, and drove past the Chinese Theater. 
Jamie, what were your thoughts on this tour? Was there anything that you would do again? I really enjoyed the Hollywood sign. I thought that was really neat. And we kind of had a special access to be able to take pictures there. I thought that was really neat. I quickly realized that I am not cool enough for Hollywood. I think I just don't have enough background knowledge about you know, the different actors and actresses and television shows and all of these things. Like our tour guide was very informative and it was talking about all these things and I didn't know half of the people he was talking about. So I think I just don't watch enough TV and movies to really fully appreciate this. I did really enjoy like seeing Rodeo Drive and, you know, the Beverly Hills Hotel and and those pieces just because they're things that I've thought about basically my whole life, because this was the first time I'd really explored in LA and done some of these things. So that part was neat, but I'm obviously just not cool enough. Yeah, I agree with you on that too. I think um, probably the the names we would have known probably are don't necessarily live right there in Beverly Hills anymore. They have moved out. So Samantha, what about you? Anything you just loved or anything we didn't do that you would have loved to have done? So I think our problem is, is we're old (laughs) and the old actors and actresses don't live in Hollywood anymore. You know, they they're out where they want their space and a little bit of privacy. And so I feel like what you get is, oh, do you know this new person that you've never heard of? And mm, no, because <laughs> we're not, we're a little too old for that. But I think it's neat to see where people live. I'm always a little bit interested in like, oh, you like, you're just driving past this house and there's this, all these other houses and it's right in this massive tourist destination. And oh, Jack Black lives down this street or Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel live up here, but, you know, sometimes you see her because she goes running and I'm always interested in like, you know, what if you're Jessica Biel and you just want to go for a run, but there's all these tours and do you really want that every day? I mean, obviously they don't mind it too much because they still live there, but I don't know how often they live there. I don't know because I know they have homes other places too. So it is interesting, the dynamic of just, oh, right there is their house, but then most of them are pretty gated and with hedging. And so you don't really see, you see a driveway in a security booth. I like seeing the stars, the Holly, you know, the Hollywood Walk of Fame and, you know, but we didn't to do that on the tour. So our tour started and ended right there. So we saw a few of them. And because we were on a time constraint, we didn't get to roam around to too many of them. But I do like those kind of things in the theaters. So overall, the tour was interesting. I feel like it's one of those that once you do it, you don't have to do it again, kind of a one and done. But if you have an extra day and you just, it's a way to kind of see part of the cities because you're on a tour bus or somebody else driving. So it's kind of a a way to see some of the sites, even if you're not interested in the homes per se. Yeah, I mean, as we were driving around, and maybe this tells my age or our age or whatever, I felt at times like we were intruding in on their personal life. I'm like trying to think, you know, if I was that famous, would I want people just driving by my house? Because that information is public knowledge, you know, like I just 
don't listen i'm not famous and i don't want people in my house (laughs) exactly like it just so i did like felt like you know we're intruding a little bit like driving through beverly hills like by the beverly hills hotel and down or Deo drive like i agree it's a one and done for me i'm glad i did it once but now it's done i'm glad i saw it and i'm glad i didn't do it like when robert and i were there a few years ago we had debated going down there and as we were doing it i'm glad we didn't because he wouldn't have enjoyed that and it probably just would have made a not so fun day just you know with me having mixed emotions on whether I'm liking this or not and him not liking it. So I'm glad I did it with you all instead. It was definitely a lot more fun. I think the day could have been well spent shopping. (laughs) Yes, but just not down Rodeo Drive. I mean, that one store, just even get in there, he said you had to spend $10,000. And I'm like, how much? They're not not all that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Window no. shop, Sharon. Window yes, shop. It's fun. Window shop. Yes. <laughs> Walking down it may would have had a different feel to it as we yeah. window shopped. But, oh, yeah. I'm glad we did it, at least to experience it. So, but for today, we are out of time. But we have not covered everything from our trip. So, stay tuned to our upcoming bonus episode where Jamie, Samantha, and I discuss the last tour of our trip. The WB Studios Tour, and you don't want to miss the details about this trip. And then also stay tuned as next week, Samantha, Jamie, and Nikki discuss the differences between Disneyland's Oogie Boogie Bash and Walt Disney World's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. It's going to be a great episode, and I personally cannot wait to hear it. Thank you for joining us today as we discussed our recent trip to California. We're so glad that you are a part of our community. And if you haven't done so already, give us a five-star review and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.